Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one. Tonight's presentation of Suspense. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of Suspense and X-1. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about westerns. I know it doesn't tie much into science fiction, but it does tie into adventure and suspenseful shows, because the westerns I'm going to talk about have to do with that. Also, our main actor today in suspense is Richard Whitmark, and Richard Whitmark is known for being in a lot of westerns as well. So uh, let's go with Richard Whitmark first. Richard Whitmark was actually in radio far before he was in movies, and he's known for his movies, of course, but he was in radio starting in, I believe, 1938, and then he wasn't in his first movie until nine years later in 1947. But his first film, he got nominated for a number of awards, uh, became an instant kind of hit, and then the very next year, after that first film, he was in, I think, four films, then he was usually in three or four or five films a year, all throughout the 50s. And what he's probably best known for now, for folks, at least as far as Westerns goes, is he was in the Alamo with, of course, John Wayne. And then he was also in the incredible extravaganza that, like most everybody was in, who was a big name, uh, How the West Was Won. He was in that, along with, of course, Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne, and the list goes on and on and on, and Henry Fonda. Um, anyway, he had this amazing career that spanned all the way up into uh, the 19... I think it went all the way up to 1990s that he was still in uh, films and, and things. So, uh, what an incredible career. But anyway, I said I was going to talk a little bit about Westerns, one thing, after putting this together, where I've been having our, like in this case, where I have a Western, I mean, not a Western, where I have a suspense episode from 1952, and then I would play a X-1 from five years later, from 1957, but the same time of year, I thought, what if I did that with the Westerns? Because I really have always wanted to present, somehow, all the adult Westerns that are out there. And there are really about five of them, plus Gunsmoke. And Gunsmoke runs for years and years and years. And I was thinking, well, what if I ran with Gunsmoke some of these great other series at the same time and I hooked them together like I've done with these uh, Suspense and X-1s. And when I laid it all out, it really worked out well together. I think I'll be able to present the first about four years of Gunsmoke, and that whole time, 
be playing different series uh, to augment uh, Gunsmoke, and it'll be really uh, a nice compilation that we're going to have. Um, the series, the five series that I'm going to present, along with Gunsmoke, are going to be the Six Shooter with Jimmy Stewart, which is a great, great series. Um, John Daner was on a couple. He was on Frontier Gentleman. He was also on Have Gun Will Travel. And I'd like to present both of those series in their entirety. Uh, Fort Laramie with Raymond Burr was just a wonderful western too. All of these adult westerns. And then Luke Slaughter was only on for about 16 episodes, but was also a great adult western. And so between all of those, I should be able to run all of those along with the Gunsmokes. And I think you will really enjoy them. So looking forward to bringing those to you here in a few months. Gunsmoke will be celebrating its, what, 65th anniversary, I think? Yeah. And that'll be here in, oh, what, about two or three months from now. So I can't wait to bring those to you as well. Anyway, tonight, besides Richard Whitmark being in suspense, X-1 is Robert Sheckley's story of the trap. And Robert Sheckley, just a fabulous writer that wrote science fiction stories from the early 1950s all the way up until the early 2000s. Um, he passed away here in the later to mid-2000s, but uh, he wrote some of the last things he did were like some adaptions of Babylon 5, and with his own story, of course, and Deep Space Nine. Uh, so he was taking on current science fiction series at the time and releasing novels that uh, played with them a little bit, which is kind of cool. And then he's known for all of the crazy, wonderful short stories he did. So I hope you're going to enjoy The Trap that he wrote about two hunters, and I don't want to give too much more away, but... Uh, Stay tuned for that after Suspense. I think you'll enjoy both these episodes very much. So we'll see you next time for more Suspense and X-1. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers bring you Mr. Richard Widmark in tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents a dramatization of Walter Van Tilburg Clark's Study in Panic, The Track of the Cat, starring Mr. Richard Widmark. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Well, gas me up if it isn't Sam, my Autolite spark plug man. How's it going, Sam? Great. You mean my exclusive Autolite plug check indicator? Ah, that super sleuth is really doing a job, eh, Sam? You bet. It quickly and accurately shows my customers if their car's spark plugs need cleaning, or if they're worn out or wrong for their style of driving. And if they need cleaning, Sam? Why, then I do the job fast and fine with my modern equipment. And if those spark plugs are worn out or wrong? Oh, you know the answer, Mr. Wilcox. I sure do, Sam. You install ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs for smoother performance, quick starts, and gas savings. So, friends... Take a tip from me and visit your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer. You can learn his location by calling Western Union by number and asking for Operator 25. 
she will quickly tell you the location of your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, with the track of the cat and the performance of Mr. Richard Widmark, Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense. Gotta get this fire going. I got it. It's my last chance. I'll freeze to death out here tonight if I don't. That or be cat meat. Snow. Nothing but snow. And that black murdering devil waiting out there in the dark for me. That big black cat waiting for his chance. Ah, there she goes. That'll hold Mr. Cat for a while. Cats are afraid of fire. Even big black ones. Even a big black panther, big as a horse, won't fool around a fire. No, sir. Oh, what am I talking about? Where are you going to find a black panther on a range in Nevada? Mountain lion, that's all he is. Big, maybe, but just a plain mountain cat, and that's all. Nothing but superstition, all that other talk. Crazy Indian superstition. Yeah. Fire sure makes a man feel good. Good kind of drowsy. No sleep, though. Mustn't go to sleep. That's all that cat's waiting for out there in the trees. Me to go to sleep and the fire go out. Gotta keep awake. Gotta do something to keep awake. Think about tracking the cat. How I got started. Two days, two nights. Almost three nights ago. Five o'clock in the morning. Asleep in the bunkhouse with the storm beginning outside but me not hearing it. Not hearing anything, because I was asleep. So sound Kurt. Kurt. Uh, Wake up. Uh, Wake up, Kurt. Uh, Arthur, what's the matter? What's the matter with you? Cows are balling up in the canyon. Something's out. Oh, for Pete's sake. You have to wake me up every time you have one of your crazy dreams. Go back to bed. It's no dream, Kurt. Oh, you too, Hal, huh? You only hear it when the wind's right. Listen. Well, how long's that been going on? Why didn't you let me know sooner? We've just been awake a few minutes. We wanted to be sure. A few minutes. And that going on all the time? <laughs> Fine couple of brothers I got to help me run a ranch. One good for nothing but dreaming, and the other good for nothing but thinking about that gal of his. Let's leave her out of it, huh? How can I leave her out of it? You practically moved her into the house, didn't you? Quit ragging the kid, Kurt. She's just here for a visit. You know that. Yeah. Well, get your clothes on. What are you standing there for? You think that cat's going to wait for us? You figure it is a cat? What else could it be, running cattle like that? Or maybe you think it's that black panther Joe Sam talks about, huh? <laughs> I swear, Arthur, sometimes I think you're as crazy as that crazy old Indian. Could be. Could be that me and Joe Sam are just the ones that ain't crazy. Indian lover and cat lover. But don't think you ain't gonna go out there with me because you are. Any way you want it, Kurt. I'll go with you, Kurt. Oh, no. No, you gotta stick around and take care of that gal. Yeah, listen to that. We woke the old lady up. She's come down to the kitchen. 
suppose now she's going to give me some kind of argument. Why you always got to pick on everybody, Kurt? First Gwen, now Ma. What's the matter, Hal? You worried about me and that gal Gwen of yours? Huh? <laughs> Come on, let's go. Up kind of early, ain't you, Ma? Hi, Ma. I figured you'd be wanting breakfast. Just coffee. Some cat's running the cattle up in the canyon. I heard. You going up there? Well, you don't think I'm going to sit around here on my hands while some thieving mountain cat kills off our best steers, do you? Well, sit down, all of you. Here's your coffee. Thank you, Ma. Thanks, Ma. Kurt. What? I don't want for you to go. I suppose what I got to say don't carry much weight around here, but I don't want for you to go. Well, I'm going. And so's your dreamer boy, Arthur. And starting a blizzard out, Kurt, and a bad one. I've been out in a little snow before, ain't I? Well, it ain't the same. It's the first snow of the year. Nah, nah, I thought so. You've been talking to that crazy old Indian, too, haven't you? Well, I ain't either. Can't nobody hardly talk to him today, the shape he's in. All spooked up again, huh? Black Panthers, first snow. <laughs> and you believe in it. <laughs> Where is he, Ma? Oh, I told him to fetch some wood to get him inside. Wonder he ain't froze to death out there half the night and nothing but his shirt and jeans and them little thin moccasins. Yeah, maybe I better go get Will him. Will you sit down and drink your coffee? We gotta be leaving here in a... Well, if it ain't our little lady visitor. Good morning. Hello, honey. Morning, Gwen. Come sit down. Have some hot coffee, child. Thank you. No need for you to got up this early, you maybe know. Maybe she got up special just to see us off. See? Who off? Where? Oh, mountain cats after the cattle. Kurt's bound they're going up there to get him. Oh, Hal, in this storm? Don't worry about your precious Hal. I'm leaving him here to take care of you. I said I'd go, didn't I? Besides, if it is that spook panther of Joe Sam's, I'll need Arthur here to make big medicine. <laughs> He's almost as good at that Indian medicine as Joe Sam himself, ain't you, Art, huh? <laughs> Never will learn not to ride a good thing too hard, will you, Kurt? <laughs> I guess I'm a little confused. Boot panthers, Indian medicine? Uh, it's nothing, honey. It's just Kurt's little joke. Yeah. Here's Joe, Sam. Close the door after him, Hal. Sure, Ma. That's right. Now, go on. Just dump it in the wood box, Joe, Sam. That's right. Now, drink this hot coffee. For land's sakes, you're shaking like a leaf. Uh, Joe, Sam, Here. Coffee. Yeah, he don't want no coffee. He don't even hear you. He just wants to sit there and go off into one of them trances of his. Hey, Joe Sam. You seeing that spook panther now, Joe Sam? Leave him alone, <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> I do wish somebody would tell me what this is all about. Unless it's a family secret. Well, there you hear that, Joe Sam? Go ahead. Tell the little lady about that big old black spook. <laughs> it looks like I'll have to do the honors myself. You see, uh, it's this way, little lady. According to Joe Sam, there's a black panther roams this part of the country, comes with the first snow every year. And he's big, big as a horse, and eyes like coals of fire. And you can see right through him. And you can shoot right through him, too. And still, he'll keep coming until he gets you, because he can't never die. He's a spook. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of frightening. Yeah, for old women and for dreamers, maybe. Now, come on, dreamer boy, let's go. Suppose you're going to wear that old cowhide parka, too. Makes you look even more like a medicine man. Keeps me warm. Oh, be careful. 
please. And don't stay out there beyond nightfall. Yeah, sure, sure. We will, Ma. Arthur. Well, come to life, did he? Arthur, no go. It's all right, Joe, Sam. No, Arthur, not. Please, no go. I got to, Joe, Sam. We both do. Will you come on and stop palavering with that old fool? All right, Kurt, all right. You go, Arthur? Got to. But don't you worry. Then you go. But you not come back. You not ever, ever come back. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Richard Whitmark. In the Track of the Cat, tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Sam, my Autolite spark plug man, why do you recommend ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs? Why, that's easy, Mr. Wilcox. It's because... Because they're designed by the same skilled Autolite engineers who design the coil, distributor, and all the other important parts of complete ignition systems used as original equipment on many leading makes of our finest cars, trucks, and tractors. Hey, Sam? That's right. Those Autolite spark plugs are designed to work as a team with the complete ignition system. Uh, take the new Autolite resistor spark plug, for instance. Ah, it gives smoother performance, greater gas savings, and quicker starts. And it's only one of a complete line of ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs Designed for every use. So see your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer soon. Right. Your Autolite spark plug dealer's exclusive plug check indicator will quickly show you if your spark plugs are right for your style of driving. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Richard Whitmark in Elliot Lewis's production of The Track of the Cat. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Even after we were saddled up and heading out across the range, I was still laughing to myself at what the old man had said to Arthur about not coming back and how solemn he said it. I tried to get a look at Arthur to see how he was taking it, but you never could tell with that one. Well, we hit the draw that leads into the canyon about daylight. It's a real box canyon with a steep slope to the north and a sheer drop off the east face. We couldn't hear the cattle now, but we could see their tracks in the snow where they was heading up the canyon. And then I saw what I'd been looking for. Hey, look. Look at that. You see them tracks? Cattle, all right. Big one. Yeah. Pretty near as big as a horse at that. But you won't see through the cat that made them tracks. He's real enough. Well, come on, most like he's still up there. Ah, not what of them fool horses. Look, up ahead. Right. It's a steer. He's dead and with his neck broke by the looks. That's what ails the horse. They don't like the blood. Yeah. Look up there. You're right. Two more. That's three of my best steers. Why, oh, he's been up here killing for fun. Don't look like he's up here now, though. 
There goes the track up in North Slope. Yeah, he's gone, all right, but he ain't been gone long. Track's as fresh and clear as print on a page. I'm going after him. You'll need snowshoes. You'll need grub. I'll go back after it if you like. I'll go myself if it's all the same. You'll stay here and hold the trail. Either way. No, not either way. That way. Unless you're worrying about what Joe Sam said. I'm not worrying. And don't go dreaming off, because I want you to be here when I get back. I'll be here. All right, then. Keep your eyes open. Sure. And, Kurt. Yeah. If I were you, I'd leave Hal's girl alone. A smart one. A real smart one. Like he was reading my mind. He knew I wanted to get that gal off by herself. And with Ma taking care of her housework and Hal out doing the chores, he knew I'd have my chance. And that's just how it happened, too. Because a little while later, I was sitting in the kitchen at the ranch. Nobody there but old Joe Sam. Of course, he didn't matter. And little Gwen sitting right across the table from me. But how did such a story ever get started? About the panther? Joe Sam says he's seen it. Joe Sam says this old spook panther up and killed his wife and all his kids about 80 years ago. 80 years? Sure. Joe Sam's well over a hundred, or so he claims. <laughs> Ain't that right, you crazy old fool? Kurt, <laughs> you shouldn't talk to him like yeah, that. Yeah, he don't hear it. He don't hear nothing when he gets like this. But don't you worry, little lady. I'm going to bring you back a panther skin all the same. May not be black. May not be big as a horse. But it'll make a real nice present from your brother-in-law to the bride and the groom. <laughs> providing, of course, that it works out that way. Providing what works out that way? Providing I am your brother-in-law and Hal is the groom. I don't like that kind of talk, Kurt. Talk never did a gal no damage, did it? Huh? <laughs> that time to go. How about a little kiss to keep me warm out there, huh? Kurt. Kurt, no. Don't. Ah, come on, honey. What's the matter with him? Shut up, you! I told you to shut up! You. you. an old man like that. Ah, he's crazy. Somebody had to snap him out of it. <laughs> well, I'm off. Maybe I get that kiss when I bring you back your panther, huh? I don't care if I never set eyes on you again the rest of my life. <laughs> Only it wasn't me she wasn't going to see again for the rest of her life. Because when I got back to the canyon, I found my brother Arthur laying in the snow. And three deep gashes in his back like the stabs of a knife. And his neck was broke. And all around him was the track of the cat. I lashed him across the saddle as gentle as I could. And I hit the horse in the rump to send him back home. Then I set out to track the cat. It was easy at first, with the bare paw snowshoes, the trail good and clear, and the weather lifting. Then in the late afternoon, I saw him. The other side of a ravine, dark and bulky like a shadow against the snow. I had him full in my sights. I fired and I missed. He was up the rocks in ten-foot leaps and over the ridge before I could shoot again. Then I remembered something. I checked off his gun. 
It had an empty shell in it. He'd fired at something, too, and missed. Now we both had. And then the storm come up again. And after a while, I couldn't see 50 yards ahead of me. And that was the first time I heard that other voice. Kurt. Kurt. What? Who? Who's there? Who is it? Nobody, Kurt. Just you. Well, well, who are you? I'm the caution in you, Kurt. Maybe you never knew you had it before. I'm the coward in you. I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid of men or cat or spook. Maybe. But it's getting dark, Kurt. Nightfall's coming, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's so. So it is. Better find a place to hole up for the night, Kurt. A good, safe place. While you can still see. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I had that. Maybe I had. Because a man can't see in the dark, Kurt. Who said he could? But there's something out here that can. That can see in the dark real good. That hunts in the dark. The cat. It was getting dark for sure. Almost the darker night when I finally found what I was looking for. A little cave halfway up the other side of the ravine. I worked my way up to it. When all at once I, I thought of something. The cat had holed up from the storm just the same as me. Suppose he'd hold up here. For a long time, I just stood there listening. But there was nothing but the wind and the whistle of the snow. And then, real slow, with my knees shaking a little, I crept up to it. My finger on the trigger of the gun. And I lit a match. The cave was empty. And it was dry. I crawled in. I ate some of the bread and jerky beef I'd brought along. Made a cigarette and smoked it. Then lay back. Let the tiredness go out of my bones. It was warm. Cozy. I felt good. Real good. And warm. And drowsy. Kurt. Hello, Kurt. You in there, Kurt? Arch, where are you? Right here, outside the cave. You can look right through the wall and see me if you try. Yeah, but what's the matter with you? Your eyes and the snow all on your face. I'm dead. Don't you remember, Kurt? Yes. And I've come to help you, Kurt. Yeah. Arch, help me, help me. Listen, you hear sniffing out there. It's right outside the wall. Look. Look close and you can see him. Can you see him now? Yeah. Yeah, black. It's black and, and, and big as a horse. Eyes like coals of fire. But but he can't get through the wall, Art. You don't know how to get through that wall. That's why Joe Sam's here. Joe Sam? See him? See him out there on the slope? You see him laughing? Art, you tell him! You tell the cat about the wall! Don't let him, Art! Don't let him! Too late, Kurt. Art, you help me! Help me! Too late now, Kurt. Too late. Arthur! Arthur! 
lying there in the cave. And it was dark. So it was a dream. Sure, sure it was a dream. But was it all a dream? I listened. And then I... I heard something that... that could be... All right, suppose it was out there. I couldn't stay holed up there forever by a stinking mountain cat. I reached over for my rifle, and then I bent my knees up, and I kicked out with all my might. And the wall went flying out into the ravine, and I was crouching there with the rifle. And there was nothing. No cat. No tracks. Nothing. Better head for home, boy. You've got daylight now. Head while the heading's good. I can't do that! I swore I'd get that cat! You've got a long way to go, Kurt. I swore! For art! And I, I, I promised Gwen what I tell Gwen. You'll have enough on your hands just getting back before it's dark again. Well, well I, I, I sure hate to, to give it up, though. What's the matter with you? Don't you know yet? Know what? You're not hunting that cat anymore. That cat's hunting you. I laced on the bear paws and I started down the ravine. It was still snowing, but I could see pretty good now. And I'd taken my directions the night before, down the ravine, up the other side, half a day north along the ridge, then down the other side, and keep going until you see the ranch. I was making pretty fair time. I figured it was just about midday when I seen the sun break through a hole in the clouds way off to my right. And then I stopped. Because there was something wrong. Awful wrong. What's it doing up there, Kurt? What's the sun doing up there? I... I don't know. It, 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 it can't be. You're supposed to be going north. Sure. Sure I am. Half a day north along the ridge and down the other side. Sure. The sun's on your left when you travel north, Kurt. Oh, and and it's on my right. A whole half a day. I've been going the wrong direction a whole half a day. You're going to be caught out after dark again, Kurt. You're going to be caught out after dark. That's all he's waiting for, Kurt. Waiting for the dark. I can't. I can't get caught out. I gotta make it. Never. Never make it. What'll I do? What am I gonna do? Run. Keep running. I can't. I can't run much more. Think of something. Think. I can't think. Think of fire. A fire. Yeah, if I only had a fire. That's it. A fire. That's it. That's it. A fire. That'll hold Mr. Black Cat. Afraid of fire, ain't you, you murdering devil? That'll hold you. A fire. A great, big, roaring fire. all right now. It's going to be all right. I got branches cut enough to last all night. Nothing to do now but take it easy and feed the fire. He's out there in the tree somewhere, but he won't come near this fire. No, sir, he won't. I'll just keep smoking. Keep yourself awake. Keep your eye on that fire. Just watch the fire. Just keep watching Too late, Kurt. Huh? Too late. Uh, Arthur! The fire's gone out. Gone out? I, I, I gotta fix it quick. Too late, Kurt. He's here. The cat. 
Crouching there to make you spring, you see him behind that tree, big as a horse and black as night, and eyes like... Oh, help me, Arthur! Help me! Son, shoot. Shoot while you still got the chance right between those burning eyes. Shoot. I'll shoot. Too late, Kurt. You shot right through him, but he's coming at you. Throw the gun away. It's no good now, Kurt. Run, your only chance. Run faster. Faster, Kurt. Don't fall. He's right behind you, Kurt. Faster. Faster. Look out. You're falling. You're falling, Kurt. You're falling. the night before, and the next day we went to look for Kurt, Joe, Sam, and me. We found him where he'd fallen over the cliff of the canyon, all stiff and twisted in the snow. Later, we went up to see what happened. You could tell he'd been running when he fell, running away from something and afraid for his life. Only there was nothing there. No tracks except just his. Nothing. Suspense. Presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Richard Widmark. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite, world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That's why during the early months of 1952, the Autolite family joins in saluting the leading car manufacturers who install Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family is made up of the nearly 30,000 men and women in 28 great Autolite plants from coast to coast and in still other Autolite plants in many foreign countries. Our family also includes more than 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as 96,000 Autolite distributors and dealers in the United States and thousands more in Canada and throughout the world. Our Autolite family will salute the Studebaker Corporation on the next Autolite Suspense television program. If you live in a television area, check the day and time of suspense on television so you'll be sure to see this program. And remember, be with us next week for another thrilling Autolite suspense program on radio. Next week on Suspense, our star will be Miss Linda Darnell in a story about a woman who knew her husband was trying to kill her and was powerless to stop it. A dramatic report we call A Killing in Las Vegas. In weeks to come, we shall also present Herbert Marshall and Frank Lovejoy, all on Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. The Track of the Cat was adapted for Suspense by Sylvia Richards from the book by Walter Van Tilburg Clark. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Lee Millar, Martha Wentworth, Sharon Douglas, and Parley Bear. Tonight's appearance of Richard Widmark was made possible through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox Studios. 
Mr. Widmark may currently be seen in the Technicolor production, Red Skies of Montana. And remember, next week on Suspense, Miss Linda Darnell in A Killing in Las Vegas. This is the CBS Radio Network. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents X minus one. Tonight, The Trap by Finn O'Donovan. Samish, I am in need of some assistance. The situation is potentially dangerous, so come at once. It shows how right you were, Samish, old friend. I never should have trusted a Terran. What a sorry mess, Samish. And the plot seems so foolproof. Hey, Thurston. Thurston, get up. Mm. Get up. Come on. Why? What's the matter? Why? Come on. It's daybreak. Now, there's good news. Let me alone. Oh, come on. You don't want to sleep through our vacation. The bird's on the wing. It's five o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning in the Adirondacks is the middle of the day. What's the weather out? Oh, it's raining. For crying out loud. Oh, don't go back to sleep. It always rains on the first day of vacation. Rule of nature. Look, I got a little fly rod with a new plastic reel that I'm just dying you know to try. Now, what the trouble with you is, Ed, you're in love with sporting goods equipment. Oh, now, wait till you see this rod. Now, take that rifle, I sold you. You could shoot a rhinoceros with it, but you won't, because, Ed, you're essentially a friendly man. The trouble with you is you don't like the woods. Well, how can you say that? Don't I come with you on a hunting trip every year? Sure, but you always manage to steer us over to Lake Placid to the cocktail lounges. Ah, now there's real hunting. Now, there are trophies to bring back to the city. None of your paltry brown bears or black bears. Oh, come on. Now, Thurston, I came up here to the mountains to hunt. Have a drink. Well, it's awfully early in the morning. Well, look upon it as an extension of last night. Well, all right. (coughs) Think it'll stop raining? No, who cares? Well, come on now. Get dressed. It's a perfect day out there in the woods for bear. It certainly is. That's why I want to stay right here in the cabin. Ed. What? Pass the canteen. It's empty. 
Well, I'll open up one of the bottles and pour it in. Why don't you take it straight from the bottle? What, on a camping trip? Pour it into the canteen. Okay. Hey. Now, this is what I call a hunting trip. Well, you haven't been outside the cabin. Oh, come on, Thurston. Can't we go out just to hunt something, even if it's just a little rabbit? Look. It stopped raining. Now, close the door. Now, you let some of the fumes out. Did you fill that canteen yet? Hey, look at this. What? Right by the door. How many times have I told you not to leave your collapsible cook stove where I can step on it in the night? It isn't. What is it? I don't know. It's made out of metal. It's just sitting here in the doorway. It says, uh, trap on the top. What? Trap. Where'd you buy that? I didn't. Well, I certainly didn't. Hey, there's a tag on it. Dear friend, this is a new and revolutionary design in a trap. To introduce the trap to the general public, we are giving you this model absolutely free. You will find it a unique and valuable device for the capture of small game, provided you follow precisely the directions on the other side. Good luck and good hunting. <laughs> well, now, what do you think of that? Pass me the canteen. If this isn't the strangest thing, do you suppose it was left during the night? Okay. Well, aren't you interested? Not particularly. It's just another gadget. I've got a hundred like it. That bear trap from Abercrombie and Fitch, the jaguar horn from Battlers, the crocodile... Well, I've for... never seen a trap like this. That's yeah, pretty clever advertising to just leave it here. I'll bill you for it eventually. You care for the canteen? Oh, thanks. <clears throat> hey, look at this thing, Thurston. Do I have to? Well, there are instructions on the other side. Uh, quote... Take the trap to a clearing and anchor it to any convenient tree with the attached chain. Mm-hmm. Here's the chain, all right. Press button one on the base. This primes the trap. Wait five seconds and press button two. This activates the trap. Nothing more is required until a capture has been effected. Then press button three to deactivate and open the trap and remove the prey. Warning. Keep the trap closed at all times except when removing the prey. That's goofy. No opening is required for the prey's ingress since the trap works on the principle of osmotic suction and inducts the prey directly into the trap. Well, somebody's been at that can't see him before. No, us. no, no, that's what it says. <laughs> what won't they think of next? Osmotic suction. Pass the canteen back. I'm going to set it. What, the canteen? No, the trap. Come on, help me. Ah, now that's the trouble with you. You're always cluttering up a hunting trip with hunting. Come on, come on, take this in. All right, all right. If it makes you any happier. Hey, boy, it's cold. Come on, we'll carry it over to that tree. Uh, it's heavy. Yeah. Here, yeah, let's... Put it down here. <clears throat> you think we really want to fool with it? Of course. Maybe we can catch a fox. What will we do with a fox? Turn it loose. The fun is in the catching. Here, uh, take the end of the chain. Hey, look, look out. You got your foot in it. Yeah, I guess it snaps in here. Oh, there it is. Let's get back to the cabin. The great outdoors depresses Wait me. Wait a minute. I've got to press button one. 
Hey, it's glowing. Yeah, three, four, five, now button two. Well? I guess we just leave it. Well, come on back to the cabin. All right. It is time for breakfast. It certainly is. Pass it to me and don't spill it. Samish, where are you? You are my oldest friend. I have already been through the beginning of my story. The Terrans accepted my trap as a trap, nothing more. And they began using it at once with no thought as to the consequences. I had counted on this. The fantastic curiosity of the species is well known. During this period, my wife was crawling giddily around the planetoid, redecorating our hutch and enjoying the change from city life. Everything was going well. And what? It's your turn. Okay, here we go. Ready on the right. Ready on the left. The flag is up. The flag is waving. Target's up. You missed. Oh, Thurston, couldn't we just pull the cork out instead of trying to shoot off the neck? Well, certainly not. This is a hunting trip. You can pull a cork off in the city. I have often corked off in the city. <laughs> Ed, why don't you shut your trap? 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 Why don't... Thurston, the trap. What about it? Maybe we caught something. Come on. Now, where are you going? The trap. There, look, look. We've got something. We've caught something. <laughs> Come on, look inside. What? Is it, huh? It's a rabbit. You sure? Well, look at it. That is not exactly a rabbit, Ed. It's the size of a rabbit. But it's bright green. Ed, uh, no more rum before breakfast. No, sirree. Starting tomorrow, hand me the canteen. What do you think it is? Could be a rabbit. Green, with lobster claws, and eyes on stalks? Well, then again, it might not be a rabbit. I think it's a new species. We'll have to build a cage and then find out what it eats. As long as it doesn't drink. You don't suppose it drinks, does it? No, no, it doesn't look like a drinking type. Now, Ed, I'm not going to share my vacation with a green rabbit with lobster claws. Probably has dirty habits. There's something very unnatural about that trap. It's inhuman. I'll bet they said that about Ford's electric light and Edison's car and the telephone invented by Alexander's ragtime band. Are you sure about that? Oh, sure. I saw the movie. Come on. We'll build a cage and then we'll set the trap again. Okay, but we better go back to the cabin. What for? Better refill that can't see. Why haven't you come yet? Samish, don't you appreciate the seriousness of my situation? Think of your old friend. Think of the lustrous skinned Fregel for whose sake I got into this mess. Communicate with me at least. The Terrans used a trap, which, of course, was not a trap at all, but a matter transmitter. I had the other end concealed on the planetoid and fed into it three small animals which I found in the garden. The Terrans removed them from the transmitter each time. For what purpose, I couldn't guess, but a Terran will keep anything. After the third beast passed through and had not been returned, 
I knew that was all, and that everything was in readiness, so I prepared for the fourth and final sending, the all-important one, for which all else was mere preparation. Ouch. Well, that finishes the cage. You know what? No. What? Those things smell. All three of them. Oh, I think they're very handsome. Well, here they are. One, two, and three. First, our green rabbit. Next, our bird with three sets of scaly wings. And this other thing, what does it look like? Well, it looks like a snake. Except it has a head at each end. They eat anything yet? No, I've tried milk, mincemeat, vegetables, caviar, potato chips. They haven't touched a thing. Maybe they're sick. Hey, what are you keeping them for? Well, they might come in handy someday. Well, yeah, what for? Thurston, have you ever desired fame? What? Fame. The knowledge that your name will go down through the ages. I am a businessman. I've never considered the possibility. Never? What do you have in mind? These creatures are unique. And they smell. We'll present them to a museum. The Daily Thurston Exhibit of Creatures Hitherto Unknown. <laughs> they might name them after us. Our names will go down with Livingston, Audubon, Teddy Roosevelt. Walt Disney. I was thinking of a wing on the Museum of Natural History that would go right across Central Park West. The Daily Thurston Wing. Uh, Thurston Daily. That's not alphabetical. That's true, that's true. But, Ed, we only got three of them. We can't equip a wing with three exhibits. Well, there must be more where these came from. Let's examine the trap. Uh, Just a minute. The canteen? The canteen. We've got something. There it is. Look, it's about three feet tall. A big one. Uh-huh. A small green head and a, a forked tail. Oh, look at him, waving something on top of his head. Well, the rest were quiet. Maybe this one's dangerous. Huh? We'll handle it with nuts. Nuts? Well, nets. Oh, nuts. All right. And then we'll have to get in touch with the museum. Thurston, take a telegram. All right. Uh, Museum of Natural History. Dear sir. Or madam. Have discovered at least four animals, which I suspect to be new species stop. Have you room for suitable exhibit stop? Signed, your friend Ed. Wasn't that a signature pretty informal? You're right, you're right. Make it, uh, your good friend Ed. Ah. We better go back and build a cage for this latest one. It looks awfully exciting. Ah, I think we'll make this one strong. Oh, this last specimen is the cream of our collection. Look at it. Its head is turning pink. It looks mad, doesn't it? Well, you'd be mad, too, if you were trapped by osmotic suction. Say that again. Osmotic suction. Here, you take the canteen. I'm way ahead of you. (laughs) 
Sammy, the rest of the story. Well, it's obvious enough. After three animals had passed through the transmitter, I knew I was ready. Now was the time to tell my wife. Accordingly, I asked her to crawl into the garden with me. Tell me, dear, she said, has something been bothering you of late? Have I displeased you? My dear, I said, you have tried your best, but it just isn't good enough. I'm going to take a new mate. She stood motionless, her cilia swaying in confusion. Then she exclaimed, Freagle! Yes, I told her, the glorious Freagle has consented to share my hutch, and with a clever shove, I pushed her into the matter transmitter. Samish, you should have seen her expression. Her cilia wreathed, and she screamed and was gone. I was free, free at last, free to mate with the splendid Freagle. Now you can appreciate the full perfection of the scheme. It was necessary to secure the Terran's cooperation, since a matter transmitter must be manipulated at both ends. I had disguised it as a trap, because Terrans will believe anything. And as a master stroke, I sent them my wife. Let them try to live with her. I never could. Foolproof. Absolutely foolproof. No one could prove a thing. And then, Samish, then it happened. Did you get the cage finished? Yeah. Our fourth animal is snug as a bug in a... in a... It doesn't matter. Boy, it's a mad one, though. I couldn't help feeling it was trying to tell me something. Come on. Here's a trap. It's empty. But it is. It's empty. You suppose something's wrong with it? Maybe there's nothing else to capture. Oh, that's silly. Why would it capture four animals and then stop? I've pressed all the buttons in the right way. Maybe the battery's down. Osmotic suction doesn't work on batteries. How do you know? Did you ever hear of osmotic suction working on batteries? No. You see? There you are. Well, you got something there. Oh, I know. What? Let's go to Lake Placid and forget the whole thing. No, no, this thing's got to work. It's got to. The first and daily wing of the American Museum of Natural History is at stake. Would you want that vast edifice across Central Park West to remain empty? No, no. Would you want the Daily Thurston Wing to be rented for a garage? Or a roller skating rink? Oh, horrors, no. It's got to work again. I'm going to open the top. Look out. Oh, let's just see what's inside here. Ah! My hand. It's gone. My hand. No, 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 it isn't. Right there on the end of your arm. Oh, but when I put it in the trap, my hand disappeared. You know what would do you a lot of good? A little rest in Lake Placid. I know a fine, restful cocktail lounge. No, no, look, look. I'll try it again with both arms. Ah, look. No hands. Very clever. I see how it works. Thurston, those animals didn't come from the Adirondacks at all. You mean they're imposters? They came from wherever my hand is. Where's your hand? I don't know. Do you realize there's a lot more where they come from? Thurston, the future of the Daily Thurston Wing is assured. Give me a hand up. Uh, 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 
Ed, what are you going to do? I'm climbing into the trap. Oh, d- 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 don't do that. You don't know what's in there. Uh, here I go. There goes my feet. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's a canteen. Let's have one for the road. Huh? All right. <clears throat> Wish me luck. I still don't think you should do it. I do it for science. I'm the Daily Thurston Wing. Why do you hold your nose? I got sinus. Here I go! Samish, if you don't come immediately, it'll be too late. I must stop beaming you. The enormous Terran has completely ransacked my little planetoid. He has shoved everything, living or dead, through the transmitter. My home is in ruins, and now he's tearing down my hutch. Samish, this monster means to capture me as a specimen. There's no time to lose. Samish, Samish, what can be keeping you? You, my oldest friend, you who... What's that? Samish. Savage, what are you saying? You can't mean it. No, not you and Friegel. Reconsider, my old friend. Remember our friendship. Remember... You have just heard X-1, presented by the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, which this month features... The Deep One, by Neil P. Ruzik. A story which tells of a single mistake in the plan for survival. The biggest possible mistake. Galaxy Magazine, on your newsstand today. Tonight, by transcription, X-1 has brought you The Trap. A story from the pages of Galaxy, written by Finn O'Donovan. And adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy. Featured in our cast were Donald Buca as The Voice, Ralph Bell as Thurston... And William Redfield as Ed. This is Fred Collins. X-1 was directed by Daniel Sutter and is an NBC Radio Network production. The world on a new hotline. Listen for news on the hour in the exciting hotline service all day, every day on most of these stations. (laughs) 